0: Hello, FPL managers. Welcome to another episode of the FPL Optimized podcast. This is episode number 36. In this podcast, we combine analytics with the good old eye test. I am Buzz, the casual manager, and my co host is SirTop, the data scientist. Data or grass, or data and grass? That's the question. This seems to be the week in which content creators are getting criticized for giving bad advice, as the people who wildcarded last week in many cases did not get the big scores they were hoping for. We always try to take a careful approach in our podcast, but regardless of that, I wanted to start by saying that it's great that you tuned in to listen to us, but please do always make your own decisions. From our side, we would like to give a shout out to all the fellow content creators, as it does take time and energy to create all the content. And I hope people will appreciate it. Obviously, we can't all be right. Otherwise, we would all be number one. <laughs> so having said that, I think we can be happy that we waited with wildcarding. Right, Sir Top? Yeah, And in your case, people can't see you, but I can. You have a big smile on your face. I didn't see that in a long time. <laughs> It's probably because your Liverpool guys finally delivered, so tell us how your game week went.
1: Yes, my Liverpool guys delivered and as a Liverpool <laughs> fan I'm happy, I'm in yeah. 7-0. So what a yeah. game. Mm-hmm. I will start by saying that FPL is such a weird weird game. One game week you're about to quit it for good, like mm-hmm. your hand is hovering over the delete team <laughs> button. The next game week you get a huge boost, so it's absolute nonsense in my opinion. Yeah. I was pretty sure I will lose rank this game week because lots of people are using their wildcards. Yeah. I was just hoping that I wouldn't get penalized heavily for not wildcarding, to be honest.
0: Right.
1: And I have seen the wild card squads that analytics managers have picked, and they were all great in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For people who kept Salah and Darwin for so long, I mean, it should be pretty upsetting, I can imagine. Well, I tasted very mildly by selling Ederson for a hit this game week. And he kept a clean sheet with a bonus. He's an uh, A-level troll. Yes. So, I have finished the game week at 74 points. So, it is 78 minus 4. And mm-hmm. as you mentioned, Salah and Darwin points were so good to have. Um, yeah. Well, that feels an annoying game though. It gets addictive after getting a bit of good luck. Yeah. Anyway, my rant is over. How was your game week? Wow.
0: Uh, congratulations in any case. <laughs> Great you. score. Yeah, for me, I wanted to say it was okay ish, but I had a game week rank of 7.4 million. So <laughs> I should say it wasn't that good. Uh, 36 points in total. Uh, no chip used. So that's uh, something to be still happy about. And I can mostly thank the defenders for the points Trent and Estupinen getting six points each and White getting seven. I was really happy with that because he started on the bench, but then he scored a goal. Tarkovsky had another zero pointer. So that has been really a disaster to bring him in. <laughs> and they had Trippier, first on my bench, just with one point. He came in for Mares oh. and also on the bench, Kakbo. <laughs> but <laughs> I had him third on the bench. Oh, so, my god. Yes, 14 points left there on the bench plus also the 11 points from Ward. So my bench was pretty good. But yeah, we don't get points for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and as you said, in the week where I transferred out Ederson, he kept the clean sheet. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you joined me,
0: though. But okay, you know, knowing that many people were wildcarding, I think it could have been worse, even though my, my game week rank was pretty low. Uh, the scores in general were not that far apart as game week. I mean, that's something I could notice from my mini leagues. So, you know i think it's it's okay for this game week and of course i'm looking to bounce back again next week Mm -hmm. so yeah congrats again sir top great score Mm -hmm. and you're now also above my uh, or again with only four (laughs) points between us Think we never been this close
1: that's true true. true.
0: so this will be exciting for the the, you know the next part of the, the season
1: yeah yeah
0: right well before we start talking about the upcoming game weeks uh let's start with a shout out to our first ever sponsor Mm. we gave a hint about it a couple of weeks ago and we can now reveal that we partnered with manscaped and i find this really quite exciting because i remember like a few years ago i was listening to other fpl podcasts And I remember that uh, Manscaped was being mentioned in the advertising. And it's, you know, it's the first time I heard about a brand like this. And, you know, I never could have imagined that now we have our own sponsored podcast. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Another milestone in our adventure. Mm -hmm. Um, So from our side, we would like to really thank the people at Manscaped for their trust in us and their appreciation. And I noticed on Twitter that there was quite some excitement as well. (laughs) <laughs> I was surprised <laughs> about that people are uh, anticipating our product reviews but before we will do that uh, we'll have to wait a little bit because Sir Talb is still waiting uh, for his uh, products they're still uh, with the mail so mm-hmm. we'll do that in a, in a future episode and obviously we want to give honest opinions so you know we'll have to wait for the products to arrive and also don't worry you know we're not going into boring commercial breaks we want to keep it fun and informative and I know Surtab already has a joke prepared as one of Manscaped's <laughs> products is called the Lawnmower.
1: Right, Surtab? <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect name. Come on. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, I'm I'm, yeah, pretty excited as well. And yeah, thanks to Manscaped for their trust in us. Um, yeah, I'm just waiting my mail. And I will track your progress to see if Lawnmower really... Can take the grass out of you so in theory you should be a more analytical manager after this experience
0: from now on yeah let's see if that makes a difference (laughs) okay well uh, more about that later but for anyone who is impatient and it seems there are a few people on twitter impatient we can already let you know that we have a discount code we can offer so you can go to manscape.com and you can use the code optimal 20 for 20 percent discount so that's optimal 20 I know some people expected us to use the code Ederson, but no, we went <laughs> we went for Optimal Twenty. Uh, so if you do you know, need a, a new grooming device, you can go for it already using this code.
1: Isn't it cool that Optimal Twenty is our like discount code? Like, how many times can you use like Optimal inside a discount code? Only in an Analytics podcast.
0: <laughs> yes, it's optimal to use Optimal as a code. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right well let's not go into the optimal debate (laughs) yeah um yeah let's go back to fpl um lots of interesting results during the week both in terms of real scores like liverpool beating man united with 7-0 nobody expected that Mm -hmm. and of course also fpl wise and as certal already mentioned it can be very frustrating as as also other people pointed out as a lot of people spend hours thinking about their wild card to realize now that their previous team would have outscored their new team so that's yeah that is frustrating and I've seen uh, also a tweet from someone who forgot about the deadline still at the armband on Sala and now scored then more than 100 points so yeah that can happen you know I don't think that will happen every week so (laughs) <laughs> keep investing uh, your time in it. It, it it will pay off and uh well sometimes also a cert upset it can it can be frustrating yeah but okay you know you had a plan it looked to make sense sense and things can always work out differently of course otherwise this game would be too easy to play maybe that thought could give some comforts up. did anything change for you since the last podcast in terms of your chip plans
1: Not much, wildcard 28 and bench boost 29 with free hit 32 potentially planned is what I was thinking uh, before this game week and that's still what I'm thinking and that's probably what I will do. (laughs) I wanted to keep Liverpool players for the Bournemouth game, that's why I kept them uh, because Solver was suggesting uh, for me to sell Darwin for Tony but I ended up selling... Uh, Niketia, but since my money wasn't enough, I had to take a hit and I sold Ederson for Raya. Uh-huh. Okay. And so, with this, I'm kind of like thinking that, like, still wildcard 28 is the right option for me because wildcard 27 is giving me a little bit lower expected value anyway. And okay. well, bench boost 29 is probably what most people will do anyway. So, yeah, it, it will be good to use the wildcard right before the bench pool, so that hopefully I can get a really good team how about you
0: yeah yeah for me uh things changed a bit after the last podcast I think we mentioned already last week right the the FA Cup results just came in and, and we still had to wait for the fixture plans last week I was saying that I wanted to wait for uh, uh game week 33 to wildcard because I just you know I, I think it's still a bit early to wildcard, but now looking at game week 29 being the biggest double game week i think that's just the one we need to target for our bench boost so now with realizing that you know my my plan changed um, i'm also planning now to wild card in 28 to then bench boost uh, in 29 um, i think my team for 27 is still looking pretty good so i don't feel really the the urge to 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 pull the trigger already this week i do miss some brighton and branford double game week players but there are a lot of a lot of good fixtures this this game week so i will wait till 28 um yeah which as you mentioned also seems to be the optimal strategy for you right
1: yeah optimal is now again a sensitive word so there's always this part of the season where like saying optimal is absolutely forbidden but I will say it anyway. <laughs> for yes, some people... You should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For some people, Wildcard 27 is optimal. Like, Especially if you're not well set up for 27. Because right. 29 is such a big oh, double game week that you yeah. want to get the expected value out of it. But yeah. if you have a good team already for this period, Wildcard yeah. 33 might be better. So it might be optimal. So uh, as we have right. mentioned in the previous episodes, since we don't see the period between 35 and 38, yeah, we don't know how much expected value you can by using your wildcard late. But yes. so based on our kind of experience in past and what we know about, you know, which fixtures can land on 34, 37, yes. I think most people... For most people using wildcards in twenty six, I know some people already use in 26, twenty six, twenty seven yeah. is gaming or twenty eight yes. is most likely optimal for most people, unless you have a really specific team that that will be fine. Yeah. And the advantage of using wild card in twenty seven is obviously you can have two free transfers in yeah. twenty nine. Uh, And it's also after international break, so carrying two free transfers will be valuable, which Wildcard 28 users won't be able to. So that's kind of a pro of using it early, if the expected values are kind of the same. Because there's some kind of a value of having that extra free transfer, which we usually value around 1.5 EV. So that if the difference between wildcard 27 and 28 is less than that, I mean, they are kind of the same. So in my case, the the difference is higher so that I will wait. So that's my optimal with the prediction data.
0: Yeah, I get it, and yeah, uh, there's still one thing I don't like about wildcarding in 28 is indeed what you mentioned about the international break. You know, there's quite a long period between 28 and 29, um, so that's the risk. There's a lot that can happen. You know, you 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 want you want to set up nicely for bench boost in 29, but uh, yeah, if some players get injured, you never know. Then uh, it might cost you some some transfers. But you know, things can happen. I think uh, what we saw again this week, for example, with Sanchez suddenly being dropped, you know, that was also quite a shock for people that brought him in for uh, on the wild card. So Mm -hmm. we always need to stay a bit flexible and keep in mind that things can change. Um, But yeah, it looks like we're on the same strategy, which is quite interesting. Normally, we always do different things. That's true. um but you know I'm still sure we'll, we'll probably pick quite some different players in our wildcard <laughs> teams I'm sure <laughs> but uh yeah we're not there yet let's focus on game week 27 first and for anyone who's wild carding this week and I think there will be plenty of managers who will do this uh can you talk us through the optimal teams Sir up?
1: sure So I asked FBR review about the projection data between 35 and 38 and he kindly shared his projections until the end of the season. When you have those, even though we don't know which fixtures will land on those game weeks, so we use the probabilities of the fixtures based on the estimated cup results. Um, So I took this opportunity to calculate the ideal team or raw optimal as we call it in this podcast. So... The first team I checked was, uh, so I will talk about a few teams here. So the first plan I checked was wildcard 27, bench boost 29, and then free hit in 32. So this team gives you 825 lineup points in total. So estimated 825 points. Uh, so it's taking a hit. So I dropped it. Uh, uh, so after the hit is 825. And so this team... Gives you 118 expected value in bench boost 29, which is pretty solid. And the team, uh, the solver gives is Raya in the goal. We have Dunk, Trippia, uh, Mee in defense. Saka, McAllister, Mitoma, Salah, Rashford in midfield. And we have Tony and Kane. And Tony is the captain uh, in this team. And then in the bench we have Kepa, Burn, Watkins and Botman. So, as we have mentioned, it rolls transfer in 28, and when it is game week 29, uh, it sells me for Shaw, uh, Saka for Fernandez, and it sells Kane for Solanke. Um, so, that's that team. And then I check wildcard 27 with free hit 32 because there are people who have already used their bench boost. If you check that team, it gives 803 expected value in total until end of the season. So as you see, it is 22 points less than having your bench boost. And the only changes are, instead of me, Kepa, and Botman, we get Pinnock, Ederson, <laughs> and oh, no, James. Ederson. <laughs> <laughs> Flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, so, and I also check wildcard 27 only, so if you don't have any other Uh, chips or if you maybe you will use them later so if we only optimize for wildcard 27 then um, so in this case i mean goalkeepers don't have the best best fixtures uh, but this team gets 793 expected value until end of the season so it is 10 points less than combining it with free hit 32 and the team is guaita in the goal Pinnock. Dunk, Trippia in defense, we have Saka, McAllister, Mitoma, Rashford, Ward Pros in midfield, and we have Tony and Kane, and in the bench we have Pop, Gabriel, Watkins, and James. And I also tested Wildcard 27 with no future transfer, so if you only pick a team and then just, you know, uh, use, the, just change your bench players, so the, the purpose of this practice is to see if you can get a solid team that you won't need too many transfers. And the team, this team gives you 759 expected value. And it gives Raya, Gabriel, Dunk, Alexander, Arnold, Trippia. In midfield we have Saka, McAllister, Mitoma, Salah, Rashford. And in forward we have Holland. And in bench we have Ederson, again, Burn, Watkins and Solanke. And the last team I will mention is Wildcard27 with set and forget plan. So set and forget means that you just set everything once and you never touch your team until the end of the season. And this team gives you 708 expected value. Still pretty nice. And it gives you Pop in the goal. Dunk, Trippia, Char in defense. Saka, McAllister, Mitoma, Salah, Rashford in midfield. Holland. And Kane in forward so it's like three premium players as you see and we have uh, Ward, Solanke, Martinez and Lewis in the bench. So this is just This team you don't touch it ever again until the end of the season. It gives 708 points So just to summarize going from set and forget to at least rotating your players gives you 51 more expected value if you low transfers, it brings another 34 expected value. If you add free hit, it gives you another 10. And finally, if you add bench boost, it gives you 22 more expected value. So I'm saying this so that having good transfers have a higher expected value impact than f- having your free hit and bench boost combined. So for people who ha- have hmm. already used their well, chips, I mean, it's not over. You can still have yeah. a very good... A team and you can collect expected value so obviously it could have been nicer to have those chips but if you don't i mean you can still have a good run
0: yeah still important to uh keep planning yes. as the data mm-hmm. showed all right wow bit of data <laughs> overload but uh <laughs> very interesting i think a few names that came back and almost all options yeah. are the McAllister mitoma duo so that yeah. could be maybe a priority to bring in
1: mm-hmm.
0: even though yeah it's difficult to predict the best performers and the Brighton side there's also March of course um, who's doing well um okay and now yeah I was seeing that in the first scenarios where you have the wild card and also have the possibility uh to change players that the model was dropping Haaland for game re 27. that's an interesting one because they face crystal palace I think, I think probably most people will still have Haaland. okay things to consider very good and yeah the one thing i'm most shocked about is that i have to consider bringing ederson back apparently <laughs> <laughs> i just sold him so i don't think i'll go there to be honest
1: yeah, he appears in many of the, these optimal plans, even if it like the tra- like the algorithm doesn't suggest it. Yeah. Uh, right now, it eventually, if you allow transfers, it eventually transfers him back after thirty-three, if I remember correctly. So yeah. yeah, I mean you can you can always ban a player and re-optimize it, but I I know you have your scars.
0: Yes, I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I had I hold. Actually, I had Ederson longer than you did. So yeah, actually, you did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you I were have already more
0: used to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get used to it. No. <laughs> that's, true. that's true. But anyway, we always need to keep an open mind, though, in FPL. true. All right, that's a lot to reflect on uh, before the deadline. And uh, for this week, the deadline is again on Saturday, just something for people to keep in mind. And for me, I was looking at my team. I think a very difficult thing for probably for everyone will be the benching decisions as yeah we'll try to load up on Brighton and Brentford as they have a double game week but at the same time many of the top teams have very good single game week fixtures as well Mm -hmm. Uh, Liverpool play Bournemouth Spurs against Forest City against Palace Arsenal against Fulham and United against Southampton so there's a lot to choose from and someone who I thought would be my easy sell, that was Gakpo, number three on my bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, <laughs> now after his performance, I think I need to start him. So probably I'll just have to keep him in for the game against Bournemouth. Yeah. yeah. So That's yeah, we'll face some idea. difficult decisions. Yeah. Let's see. OK, well, let's move to some Twitter questions. Uh, first of all, it was interesting, and also a little bit scary, that uh, some people were asking about our shaving experience. <laughs> <laughs> but OK, good to know there's an interest in it. And uh, we'll come back on it in a future episode. Sorry to disappoint you and to, to keep you waiting. <laughs> uh, the first question is from FPL Fiddlepie, And he says that on a Game Week 27 wild card, or he is considering the game week 27 wildcard, I should say. And the solver keeps suggesting Zaha, which actually didn't come up in your scenarios. Um, But he doesn't like Zaha anyway. (laughs) So he was asking, how do we keep our biases aside? A little bit what we talked about Edison uh, just a minute ago as well. And uh, so how do we keep this aside and put trust in the solver? That's his question. And I suppose you can also turn it around, like, when should we not trust the solver and ban a certain player? So what's your perspective on this, sort
1: So obviously models are trying to predict how many points a player will get based on a variety of input. It could be a yeah. player's recent performance. It could be player's baseline, like over the seasons. It could be how easy a fixture is. Predicted by the algorithm like if uh, a team that they will play against is really bad at defense Then obviously the data will say that okay Zaha will get lots of points because he will score a goal get an assist, whatever so from that perspective and we don't know exactly what These predicted points are referring to I mean you see a number Mm. and then the solver is suggesting that player but Mm -hmm. just you, you can see how much expected value it's suggesting. If it is suggesting an expected value like, let's say, 5.5, you know that it kind of assumes that the player will get a return, either a goal, yeah. assist, bonus, whatever. Yeah. So if you think that that's a little bit overrated, you can also compare it to other players around the same price point yeah. and then maybe, maybe compare Zaha with others and see if there are... Any players that makes more sense, like if you think that, okay, Zaha will get less points than, let's say, like Madison this game week, then you can say that, okay, I will set Zaha's expected value lower than Madison so that my soul, the soul I get right. will favor Madison, for example. Yeah. So I try not to ban any players, even though I occasionally do. So, especially if I think that uh, the model is very optimistic about a player's minutes. For example, if there's mm-hmm. a risk of rotation and I, th- I feel like the model is assuming that this player will play. Because you can also see the expected minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I feel like that's not the case, I ban the player or I can keep the player. I mean, same thing happened this game week because the solver yeah. was telling me to sell Darwin. And I realized that Darwin's yeah. expected minutes were so low. And I also checked Emma's uh, predictions uh, for the Liverpool. And 100% of the people who voted in that survey said Darwin will start. So that I kind of forced Solver not to sell Darwin. And then I get the next suggestion. So these kind of changes are okay in my mind. And the, the good thing is the expected value you lose by making these kind of manual changes are so low... That is usually... If it is less than 0.5 expected value per game week, for example, yeah. is negligible in my opinion. I mean, it's almost the same. There's not okay. a big difference.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's a good point. And you said you don't ban players. But last time you mentioned you ban Everton, right?
1: <laughs> I ban <laughs> teams. I don't ban players. <laughs> oh, yeah. you ban teams. Well, so I well <laughs> I, I, like, we joke that we ban Everton players. And... Yeah. Uh, so. It's true that whenever I see an Everton player being suggested, I I just die a little, um, a part of my soul dies. But I mean, I I, have I transferred to you
0: a couple of weeks ago when I brought in Tarkovsky. I think that was a mistake.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I got Tarkovsky too, and also yeah. I had an earlier transfer than that at the beginning of the season. I think I got oh, okay. Gray. Yeah. Yeah. Another Or another Everton player anyway. So, okay. yes. So, I, I ban players. I, I don't yeah. say I don't. But I try not to ban any players to keep an open mind. But occasionally yeah. or occasionally. eventually you ban players. Sure. I mean, in your mind, you ban Ederson, for example. Like, you don't yeah. want to buy Ederson back. So, that's okay. There are Indeed. other alternatives.
0: For now. You know. <laughs> Until he gets uh, five clean sheets in a row. Then I might bring him back. <laughs> but then it's too late. But anyway okay um another specific player question came in from mirsad zubic he was asking about salah as according to him salah is the hardest player to predict by models well and as you sort of you've always backed salah so i think you're the perfect person to ask this uh how do you look at him and um how he's being projected by the models
1: So there are two types of errors when we are making these kind of like predictions. So we are trying to predict the actual performance so -hmm. that we generate these predicted points. But the predicted points we generate is actually trying to predict the player's kind of underlyings. Like how good Salah will play in this game, how many chances he will get. Because we actually don't know if he will be able to convert those chances, but predicting chances is easier than (laughs) trying to predict the actual outcome. So that... If you use only goals, for example, you, you will get a worse model in terms of predicting goals. But if you use expected goals, you can generate a model that will predict how many expected goals a player will get. get. So there are two types of errors. Performance in underlings, not generating enough chances. Mm-hmm. And the second one is performance in conversion. So not getting enough outcome despite having the underlings. So... When I was checking Salah, I mean, the first thing I check is... So this model is su- suggesting that Salah will score a goal this game. How many chances yeah. he got? I mean, how much ex- expected goal he generated this game? To, to reliably say that the models were okay. Because if Salah is not taking any shots, then obviously the model is doing something wrong. But if he's taking shots, he's getting into good positions, but he's not able to convert those chances. I mean, that's... That's a the you know, type 2 uh, error. Mm. So in this case, I mean, Salah's underlyings were okay since the beginning of the season. I mean, yeah. we were just following it. He was underperforming. Same with Darwin. I mean, loss of expected yeah. goal generated, but not right. many goals being scored. Yeah. And lack of penalties also contributed to Salah's case. Mm. So right. because Liverpool got less penalties than we were expecting. Yeah. So And Mirsad also asked about the adjustments. So I try not to adjust those numbers because obviously lots of data is going into it. Mm -hmm. And I think models are adjusting their uh, predictions based on how the players are performing. So we talked about how fast the models are updating and everything. So I I believe that a good model is updating their uh, expected value fast enough. So that I don't need to make any changes. Right. But I mean, I don't see anything wrong with manually editing expected value uh, to give incentive to certain players. If that's what you are concluding from like, let's say, watching a game based on your eye test. I mean, that's that's perfectly fine.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think as someone else pointed out on Twitter, uh, Salah is now again the best performing midfielder. Uh, we might forget about it or we might think you know Liverpool and Salah are not doing very well before last game week Mm -hmm. (laughs) but in reality you know Salah is still the best performing midfielder so it should be someone uh, we should always consider definitely all right um then the next question was from at or sjfpl on Twitter and he's currently wondering if he shoot wildcard now in 27 or whether it's better to wait for 28 and he was asking if that's something that he can decide by looking at the ev difference um and i was just thinking about it myself as a casual manager you know i'm looking at my team and it looks pretty strong for 27 so for me you know That's a reason to not (laughs) wildcard. Not sure if that's a good enough reason, but for me it works. Um, But let's look at the the data approach and the EV approach.
1: Well, it's a bit of a difficult question because it's also difficult to put a number. So how much information is worth between 27 and 28? Like, is it better to wait? I mean, you can wildcard right now. And then yeah. suddenly if you lose, let's say, three players, then you are in trouble. So, yeah. which kind of happened to Game Week 26 users. I mean, Sunshine yeah. suddenly get dropped. So,
0: right.
1: it's hard to estimate. I mean, we only estimate the value of a free transfer because we can reliably go back and then test these kind of things. And based on the, you know our historical experiments, value of a free transfer, the extra free transfer is somewhere between 1 to one5 to Sometimes it goes up to maybe 2 EV, but around that region. So, and Ed mentioned that uh, he gets 1.2 EV uh, difference between the two in favor of 27. Um, yeah, it's hard to tell. I mean, it's right around the border. So, in my thinking, so here, expected value shouldn't be the reason uh, to give this wildcard decision. It should be... Which players you are getting when you choose, you know, to wildcard in 27 and 28. Just check the teams, think about, try to think about the long term. Are those the people or the players you want to keep? So these kind of probably, I should say, your manual or your personal biases Mm -hmm. (laughs) should come into play if you are trying to decide between these two. And if you are still not decided, well, probably you need to toss a coin. And choose it because <laughs> expected value is the same. So you don't All wanna right. spend too much time on this small difference and then end up having the you know worst option. You can always, you know, blame the coin for it.
0: Okay. Not sure if people that was it were expecting that from an analytics <laughs> podcast. Yeah. You saying just flip a coin. <laughs> yeah. We should call it the flip the coin podcast.
1: Yeah, flip the coin <laughs> podcast,
0: yes. <laughs> All right, Ed, hope that was helpful. Flip the coin. (laughs) Flip the coin. All right, two final questions. Uh, Eric ness Unstadt is asking who the best attackers are for the next game weeks in case he decides to sell Darwin, which he says he won't do, but he would like to know anyway.
1: Uh, I listed the forwards based on Darwin's sell price. I mean, any players whose price is less than Darwin. Um, And then we get Watkins as the top option uh, for the next six game weeks. And then Felix, Solanke, and Johnson. I think there were someone else between them. But anyway, so this is the order because he mentions uh, maybe Johnson or Solanke uh, in his question. So, I mean, yeah, all of these players have a double in game week 29. And they have relatively good fixtures uh close term i mean solanke is playing liverpool yes but then the rest of the fixtures are not that bad um i mean in this list watkins is uh especially good because he plays against bournemouth in 28 and then uh, Nottingham forest in 30 and then he has a double in 29 so those are the best options based on the reviews premium model
0: yeah interesting Thinking about what I will do when I'm in uh, 28 and wild card. So should I, will I then go for Watkins, João Felix, and Solanke as my three attackers? <laughs> I might.
1: Uh, well, this is <laughs> on the list <laughs> below the Darwin sell price. But yeah, I yeah, mean- but, you know,
0: Darwin is blanking and he's playing Liverpool, so I think I might drop him for a short time.
1: Well, oh no, sorry, uh, that was Haaland.
0: Sorry, yeah, 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 Holland.
1: Yeah yeah, 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 I understood what you mean. So. I mean, yeah. people have conflicted feelings about dropping Haaland from their wildcard team. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I always thought you will keep Holland uh, in your wildcard. But let's well, see. I think
0: there was a question we received last week. And yeah, last team. week. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, if he's blanking and then playing Liverpool and we have all these guys with appealing fixtures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't have so much value in him. So, I think I can. Uh, I mean, okay. I don't have, that makes uh, sense. you know, yeah. I will not lose a lot. So I can just buy them back. So I might do that, I think. But I'll worry about that next week. Yeah. Okay. then a final question, and a pretty important one for this week. Uh, With so many interesting fixtures in game week 27, as we mentioned before, who is the best captaincy option according to the data?
1: Well, this will be a headache for many people because Mm -hmm. lots of wildcard people, they have Tony and other Brighton midfielders like Mitoma, McAllister, March. Yeah. And so models again, so the the Mito like Mitoma's expected value and Tony's expected value are close, very close in FBI review's premium model. Like Mitoma is currently leading, Tony is only zero point one percent less EV uh, at the time of recording this episode. Yep. Um for Uh, Fantasy Football Fix, Raya is the best option. For Hub, it's Tony. Scott Mm -hmm. thinks Mitoma is the best. FBI Reviews Free Model has Tony as the best. Market Odds has Mitoma. And Mikhail Tokwam has Tony. So as you see, it's between Mitoma and Tony mainly. Right. But McAllister, his EV is also not that far from Mitoma in the Ensemble model. Only 0.4 difference. Yeah. Well one of these three, Tony, Mitoma, and McAllister, people will well it's it's hard, I mean. Which which one are you closer to? Like if you had all of, all these three players, which one would you choose?
0: Um probably Tony, I think.
1: Tony is the best in ensemble model. Zero yeah. point six EV ahead of Mitoma. Yeah.
0: I think I would go for the attacker. I mean he's been really consistent. Uh, he's on penalties as well as we saw again last game week. Mm-hmm. um Yeah, and with Brighton, I mean, talking about flipping a coin, I think we could do that with the Brighton players as well. <laughs> uh, Flip
1: the coin <laughs> podcast.
0: <laughs> you didn't mention March, but March is quite close to McAllister as well in the yeah. ensemble data. Yeah, that's, yeah.
1: True. that's
0: true. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, my first hunch was to put it on Kane because he's playing Forest. Mm-hmm just a single game week and yeah but Tottenham they're not really reliable but just to say again you know don't forget about the single game weeks I would say because again there are some really interesting uh uh teams with a single match again also Liverpool uh, and others so yeah something to take a look at as well okay. but I think it's safe to assume that most of us will bet on a double game week player
1: yeah Okay, yeah. I'm I'm flipping a coin right now here. Let's see which one it will end on. I tried Tony Mitom and McAllister, and it says Tony. <laughs> see, okay. we flip flip the coin for yeah. you people. Yeah. If you're undecided, well, prob- Tony is your. The, I probably your won't have
0: Tony. I think. Well, I can get him, him, but then I don't know who who to bench. But anyway, yeah, that's, that's my problem. <laughs> people don't need to worry about that all right well excellent information again a lot to think about so thank you sir top and was there anything else you would like to add today
1: no i think we covered everything and thanks again for preparing the episode
0: no worries it was a pleasure again um i'll close it as usual thanks again everyone for listening to our podcast as mentioned at the start absorb as much information as you can or as you want but in the end do make your own decisions We all manage our own teams and are responsible for those decisions. So good luck with that, and we hope you will get a green arrow. For anyone who's interested in a chat on Twitter about analytics in sports in general, so, you know, not just about FPL, Sirtab and I will be live on Twitter this Friday between uh, three o'clock, CET, uh, three o'clock and around 3.30, for a so-called tweet chat, so a chat on Twitter and it will be about trends in sports analytics so we will be joined by some of our colleagues and also some people out of our networks and basically anyone is welcome to join and have a discussion with us Uh, only thing you need to do is look for saschat that's how it's called so hashtag saschat and you can follow the conversation or you can also join the discussion by tweeting and the only thing again you need to do is including hashtag saschat in your tweets So yeah, just take a look. We we have tweeted about it already, so you can find information there. And yeah, we hope you can find that interesting too. Otherwise, we'll be back with another episode next week. You can subscribe to our podcast so you will know when the next episode is out. And you can follow us on Twitter for Surtop. It's at Surtop below. And for me, it's at Belfi Thanks again for listening. Good luck with Game Week 27 and talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.